Now, time for Jonathan's segment, True Story. So here's the true story. Two weeks after the explosion, you know, the explosion, my friend calls to check up on me again uh, because I was in Marmkhayil when it occurred on August 4. Now, I'm thankfully okay, but she was insisting that I wasn't dealing with the aftermath in a healthy way. So she said, John, you're not just writing about the blast, you know, you're actually in it. And I, I laugh and I tell her, no, you know, I'm just an observer who happened to have really good seats, like front seats amazing seats i would say but truth be told i wasn't that okay i mean i joke about it a lot and maybe that's not very healthy but i, I also kept re-watching the video of the mushroom cloud exploding and and i would like refuse to go out i refuse to have fun i had a bit of a grudge against the people who were going out and having fun i think a lot of those who lived through august 4 uh, are going through the same pattern this this obsessive need to kind of revisit the event re-watch the videos and I thought of why that was happening. And I realized that what I was personally trying to hold on to with every rewatch was the anger. This is Jonathan. And today's story is about anger. Anger has so many meanings. When I used to think of anger, I thought of my Arabic teacher in school. You know, she was always yelling and taking things personally. Now, when I think of anger, I think of myself. And we can talk about how that's teaching me not to judge, you know, school teachers who have a million things on their minds. But I've realized that since August 4 specifically, I have had a much shorter fuse when it comes to dealing with unwelcome situations. I'm easily frustrated. I'm snapping at my colleagues. Uh, I want to cut the line at the store. I don't have the patience to deal with, you know, the clerk at the bank. Like, okay, I know you can't give me my money, but can you please just be nice about it? That's all I'm asking at this point. But then I realized that that's not where my anger was coming from. And I think if we forget why we're angry, it can really become our new normal. It just becomes the emotion that we negotiate with all day long. It's, it becomes automatic. And we've seen it happen, by the way, not just with people who have survived the explosion or the people who have survived you know, the past year with the COVID and the economic meltdown and everything. But we've seen it also with the generation that lived through the Lebanese war. It's a generation that eats anger like for breakfast. You know, it speaks anger. It's, it teaches anger. And I've come to realize that that's normal. You know, we're not... But it's important to remember that we're not just angry. We are angry about something. I'm angry because, you know, the Beirut port exploded next to me. Uh, I mean, that's a pretty valid reason to be angry, if you ask me. I can't take it out on the explosion. Uh, I tried to take it out on the on the leadership of this country, which I accuse of causing the explosion, but they have their own ways of, of diffusing that anger and repressing it, but we're not gonna get into that. But I'm just gonna leave it at that now. Um, so I instead, I compromise, you know, I channel it into the everyday things. Suddenly this anger becomes about my colleagues and the people in line at the store and the workers at the bank. But, but these people are all on the same side of my anger, if you think about it. We've all lost so much. And those who didn't lose their homes have at least lost a home, which is Beirut, you know, the place where it, it's, it's home. That's, that's I, I can't think of a better way to describe it. And it's been destroyed. And it's okay to be angry. That's what I've come to realize. That's how I've reconciled my feelings now. And anger isn't just you know, the Arabic teacher at school having a bad day and, you know, having to deal with obnoxious children. It, on the contrary, it's it's a powerful emotion that, that stems from injustice. And 
we must keep it focused on that injustice. Eyes on the prize, uh, and that's difficult. It's, it's, I think it's a daily exercise in, in bravery and discipline uh, and politics. But, but we must remember every day who we're angry at and what we're angry about. We are not angry at the people in traffic, at the colleagues, at the workers at the store, at, at you know, the people who get in line, the, the people who, who bother us on Facebook. These aren't the people we're angry at. That's not why we're angry. We are angry at systems, at oppressions. We are angry at, at leaderships that have, by neglect or, or bad intent, caused a catastrophe. And there's, there's a very important distinction because the first kind of anger, you know, destroys communities and values. But the second one, the one that's, that's angry about systems, it can turn into actions that address problems and that fix systems. It's the kind of anger that seeks justice. And by doing that, it rebuilds what has been lost. This was Jonathan, and I'll see you next week with another true story. That was a true story with Jonathan.